0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: Hey, all 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Next question. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Coaching Carousel Connoisseur. And with me, as always, is AJ, Michigan is playoff bound, Marchese. I'm very scared about Iowa. I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. Well, some of us don't even have a chance and have just thrown ourselves fully into the coaching carousel and transfer <laughs> portal. So It's a good
2: year for it.
1: Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who throttled, coddled, and bottled in Week 13 of college football. let it.
0: Going out to Vegas gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's going to bat it on draft day? Who's going to wager future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a
1: song. It's not every day you can double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at mybookie.ag and use promo code SPORTSDRINK, You'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender, however, look for them to cover the spread. Thanks for the insight, my <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code Sports Drink to d- double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand dollars. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. AJ, if you were a gambling man, mm-hmm. would you uh, would you have bet that old Jim Nagy land two potential top one hundred picks at quarterback?
2: No way. I don't you know me. I can I can't buy into the next
1: year, but he always beats the odds. Um we hey, before we dive in, let's just state that we'll be saving all our hottest coaching carousel takes for the Coaching Carousel podcast once all the coaching vacancies have been filled this off season. But yeah. AJ AJ's initial take it was a DM off uh, off air uh was that Brian Kelly was the perfect man for the job. <laughs> yeah in baton rouge
2: it, it's a perfect culture fit what can i say
1: and aj also said the way brian handled it was very respectful and thoughtful waking up before sunrise
2: is the notre dame way to, to, to for no information it's very catholic of them i think
1: all right senior bowl acceptances uh diving right in like i mentioned uh, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati receiver Alec Pierce, Ohio State tight end Jeremy Rucker, Oklahoma tight end slash H-back Jeremiah Hall, Go. Oklahoma guard Marquise Hayes, Minnesota offensive tackle and mammoth human Daniel Falale, Oklahoma defensive lineman Perion Winfrey, Minnesota defensive end S.E. Otomwo. It's really testing me today. Minnesota DN, Boy Moffy. Cincinnati Edge, Majay Sanders. UNC linebacker, Jeremiah Gamel. Cincinnati linebacker, Darian Beavers. Cincinnati corner, Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Clemson corner, Mario Goodrich. And Cincinnati safety, Brian Cook. AJ, who are you most excited for? I am happy to, to see all of the Bearcats, I think. All those guys are good
2: fucking football players, and... All of them have had a really good season. I feel like I've mentioned all of them in, in some capacity. I feel like Ritter's the one that's gotten the least positive talk this year from us out of all those
0: guys. You know, Brian's probably had his game.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Probably partially because it feels like he's been overhyped in the media. Yeah, but it, sure. I guess that the, he, that's a product of it being a bad quarterback class and him being a, a big name at a program that's skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously in
2: the past, in the history of the show, we talked about him a lot. But uh, mm. this year, obviously, Cook—we've uh, mentioned a few times—you loved him over the summer. I love Co- him. Kobe Bryant's had a great year. Uh, Beavers just kept making plays. I, I make pretty, and obviously, my, my J is my Like, I'm yeah, pretty excited for all those
1: dudes. My J. Sanders is a potential first round guy. You throw into the mix. I think Brian Cook's one of the biggest risers in the country this year at safety, especially in a a not clear safety class after Maddie. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, and then, in the offensive side of the ball, obviously Willis and Ritter are the big stories. You get Malik Willis there, who's a potential first-round quarterback, potentially the second quarterback, or even the first quarterback off the board at this Huge point. Huge week for him, um, where he's going to look awesome in 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 shorts, um, and I mean, he's one of the most physically imposing quarterbacks in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Getting to see him uh, there, I, I think will will be really interesting. Um, just in terms of seeing how consistent he can be as a touch passer. Because we know he's got the rocket arm, and this season hasn't gone as well as I think most most of those Liberty fans out there would have hoped. Um, Thank God they can at least prey on it. Uh, But getting to see him there with with some of these um, smaller school receivers too, want I just want to see in those one-on ones how's his placement how's his placement um when it's isolated throws how's his footwork look because we know he's got all the physical tools um his balls wow that was gonna sound weird uh, no comment. <laughs> but 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 we've seen him make some conflicting throws throughout the year He's got conflicting uh, balls. He, yeah, that's for sure. Yes, correct. It's kind of a similar thing for Ritter. Like, both of them yeah. have great um, great arms, uh, are good athletes, and in a weak quarterback class, both could be top five quarterbacks. Um, this is a week where they can prove themselves as potential top 50, more more likely top 50 for Ritter, first round for Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aside from them, Daniel Fololi, I think, Mm -hmm. is one of the most interesting guys they've added. 6'4", or (laughs) (laughs) 6'9", borderline 400-pound Australian tackle from Minnesota, who uh, was out last year um, due to COVID, and and has come back and kind of rebuilt his stock this year. And getting to see him in one-on-ones and how he handles speed and how he handles guys who can kind of out-leverage him and get underneath him, that's going to be really interesting, I think. I
2: feel like... He is either going to absolutely shine or absolutely struggle. I don't think we're going to come yeah. out of that week being like, you know, Daniel Falale. He looked okay. No, he's either well, yeah, going to be well. One, he's going to stand out more than anyone on the field. <laughs> yes, I feel like like I, I lean towards him coming out of that week being a first round pick. I'm just saying, I, I lean. If you, you're going to make gun to my head right now, I lean that way. But uh, there is also the chance that he just uh, is completely mismatched because one on one situations aren't like aren't great sometimes for guys like him but alas no i think he'll i think he'll
1: look pretty damn good flip side i'll give you oh sorry go ahead ahead, rob oh i just i I just wanted to add that uh getting ruckert there too is huge because (laughs) they basically they basically added all all the tight ends who are in that combo um to be the first off the board and getting to see them all kind of side by side and a guy who who's known more for his blocking and lack of pass-catching opportunities, getting to see how he looks running routes, no, no, no. catching the ball in these one-on-ones. It's going I don't, to be awesome. I don't think they
2: should let him run any routes. Just, just let him block the whole time. Hell yeah. Um, Defensively, uh, you know, uh, Perion Winfrey, who I w- actually was going to name, who had a really nice game, I thought, against Oklahoma State. Up and down, but flashy. So I think that's a good, um, good one to add for Nagster. I think he is going to be very, very fun to see in uh, one-on-ones. And I think this week's performance kind of highlighted it where he had the two TFLs, um, had some off-side calls, but also some like big time get off flashy plays. Um, so like that, just that type of skill set at the ideal position in a uh, in a pretty open group, he's got a uh, uh, all the room to climb.
1: Um, I, I'm excited. It, it, it's still. I was thinking about this today. Just I think part of it was because the quarterbacks being added, um, just really got me thinking about it. It's still. It, it feels like it's close, but, I mean, it's not even bowl season yet. And the college nah. football season did fly by, but, like, practice isn't until February 1st. Yeah. It's still so far away, And it, but the, the group's shaping up to be really strong, so
2: hopefully it stays that way. Usually, I was, I was about to say, oh, it's two months away, but it's not even this year. It's in, into February,
1: which is yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it is weird. Um, All the you know NFL's fault. It's all Rogers' fault, Rob. Good point. Uh, you know what's not weird? Uh, no, tell me. Talking college football regular season for the one last time. We made it thirteen weeks, AJ. Fourteen if you count week zero. Went by in a blink of a blink of an eye, Rob. It did. Um bad season, not really worth talking about. Great season,
2: lots to talk about here. Uh
1: <laughs> point being, let's start. Let's start in the great state of Michigan with my best freshman of the week. We got my fresh, my freshman of the year, Lou we Nichols. Lou yeah, Nichols. baby,
0: freshman the, of the year,
1: uh, and <laughs> the directional Michigan trophy bowl of the Mac. What's that actually called? The Mac, shit, the Mac Michigan trophy. Central Michigan finally won it. They hadn't won it, uh, uh, I think for the last three years. Westerns had it, they won it this year on the legs of Lou Nichols on a cold day. Uh, and uh, he had 44 carries, 194 yards of touchdown. He's a third year freshman. Gotta love that. I don't think he declares, but I hope he does next year because I think Lou Nichols is a legit running NFL running back. I've talked about him for like three or four straight weeks now. Yeah. Um, watching him uh, bulldoze in the final MAC weekday game of the year was great.
2: Um, from the best running back in the country, like you just said, uh, I'm gonna give you the guy who is the lock. For tight end one for 2024, Rob. Brock Bowers at Georgia. Lock it in. It's I think it's already over. <laughs> it's a little premature, but it's over. I think he's the top 10 off the board in 2024 draft if he declares, of course. Uh, three catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he took a 10 yard in route and just ran through the entire Georgia Tech defense. Uh, 77 yards. Uh, the route was cr- clean, too. Crisp. Like just a nice little break. Easy. Hit him. And he was gone. It's kind of ridiculous. And his second touchdown, uh, fade at the goal line. He looks like a wide receiver, man. Not just, and all his movement skills. He looks like a wide receiver. Just a back shoulder. He gets up, pirouettes, gets his foot down. Uh, great play. He's he's a monster. I I think he's the best tight end in the country right now. And I, again, it's so far to go. But I think you can lock him in for tight end one, and at least going into
1: the year for his for his draft year. Yeah, um, he he's he's been incredible, and it, it I I don't want to say it was out of nowhere because I know he's a big recruit, but mm-hmm. nobody I think expected this Georgia offense because because I mean Stetson Bennett wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, and hey, not only that though, Georgia
2: has a long history of getting big time tight ends and throwing them the ball twelve times in the season.
1: Yeah, very true. I mean, the the other thing too being like Darnell Washington was mm-hmm. one of the best freshman tight ends last year, and everyone mm-hmm. expected him to be the dude. Versus, all of a sudden, Brock Bowers, and entered the year and once he started getting touches, you couldn't not play him because he's amazing. Yeah, and the, the 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 body control, the pure athleticism on the on the um, just to outrun the entire Georgia Tech defense, like yeah. on his big catch and run, it was ridiculous. He, he eliminated angles from the safeties. Um, Speaking of safeties, going back to the great state of Michigan, I thought Rob Moore played a heck of a game for the Michigan Wolverines against the Buckeyes. Please. I'm sure there's going to be lots of Michigan talk, so continue. This is the only guy I wrote down for anything. <laughs> uh, Rob Moore just, he, he continually came up and, and made stick hits on Trevion Henderson, another freshman mm-hmm. who I'll mention in a second. But it, just his ability to fill, I thought was huge. And in a game where it felt like the Michigan pass rushers were wrecking the Michigan or the Ohio State passing game for the most part because Buckeyes Olen just couldn't handle Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, in run support, I thought Rob Moore was like one of the biggest difference makers because for a little bit there, Trivion Henderson was starting to get going. Yeah, um, it it kind of fizzled down the stretch and Ohio State didn't go to him as much. But I don't know, Rob Moore just. I, as a non, like, I didn't know much about Rob Moore entering this game, and I came away thinking, this 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 is a, a great player to have next to, a, a co- more of a cover man in Dax Hill. And, and then I go, and I, I search up Rod Moore, and he's 173 pounds, yeah. is what the Wolverines have him listed at, and he's doing that? I, I don't know, I was just real impressed by that.
2: Yeah, like like, like Hawkins, you know, he's 6'1", 220-ish, and... He like that's what he's good for, you know. And he had a really, really solid game too, and he's had a really good year. Um, like he'll be a D three guy. We haven't talked to him, but he's had a really good year. Um, but at his size, no, he was he was he was absolutely fantastically. He like just said, and there definitely was that glimpse of, oh no, is Henderson about to about to run wild in this game? But
1: like I said, more and and company, they did just a great job of bottling him up. Yeah, and uh, just to touch on Henderson quickly. Um, wasn't his best game, 74 in the round, 54 through the year. But he was, like, I thought he played it pretty well, given the circumstances. And he broke Maurice Claret's uh, freshman yep. touchdown record uh, with his 19th touchdown of the year. And he uh, he lived up to all the hype that he was, like, built like, he and ended more. up over 1,000 yards. Yeah, yeah over 1,000 yards, 7 pop, 15 t- rushing touchdowns. And, and I think did more as a pass catcher than people expected as well.
2: Mayan Williams bottled up. too much you. Let's, you know what? Okay, Mayan my, my, my yeah. Williams' build doesn't make sense to me, and it never will. I kind of I, I I like Mayan Williams. Um, me too. But yeah, no, for sure, it's like hard to criticize um, Henderson specifically. Like you know, he's a freshman, man. What I'll see, want for him? Really? Do you cares? have any other?
1: Do you have Do you have any other freshmen?
2: No. Let's jump to sophomore. And I was going to give the the first nod just out of respect, to be polite to Jackson Smith and Jake who – He's great every week, Rob. I mean, again, leading the Buckeyes in catches and yards. Uh, I don't think he was their best wide receiver, but I think it was another really, really, really good game from him. And uh, watching him next year is going to be a pain in the ass again. I mean, he's, he's really good. What else can you say? Yeah,
1: so the, the solace I found in this loss uh, to Michigan, where it, Michigan kind of took the reins of this game right away. Uh, Ohio State had a bunch of silly mistakes. I mean, their opening drive was um the uh, the, the f- fumble snap the the fumbled snap and then like just then it was such a nothing drive reminiscent
2: just, of Super Bowl 48 for me nearly the the Peyton
1: Manning safety i felt it right away yeah yeah okay <laughs> um but i i think the saving grace for me was yeah sorry the sa- the saving grace for me was although uh Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are are both going to be in the NFL next year CJ yes. Stroud's going to be back yeah, Trivion Henderson's going to be back, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be back, and they've they've got a loaded uh, group of receivers behind them in, sure, in terms of sure stars. Do. Yeah, uh, so like I found I I, I found solace in that, but uh, yeah, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, I think there was a little bit of hype entering the year because last year he made that one insane yeah. touchdown grab. Yeah, the, the, but the he one basically one. he basically went from a, a a a guy who did nothing as a freshman for the most part. Just be not, not because of talent, but just because they didn't need him to, to being one of the most dynamic pass catchers in the country at 1,200 yards on the season. Like, if you were to make an all-underclassman team, yeah. he's, oh, definitely. he's your number one receiver, right? Oh, definitely, and, yeah. And I think your number one overall player would be uh, Will Anderson, who, once again, yep. again, like in a game where Alabama could do nothing right on offense, Will Anderson was still a beast on, uh, on defense for them, had three TFLs a sack, Auburn didn't know what to do with him. He helped shut down Tank Bigsby. On the season, Will Anderson, 76 tackles, 25 and a half tackles for loss, 13 sacks. This is a year where we haven't had a quarterback clearly be that dude, especially with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young coming off games that they they struggled in, and I don't think either deserves the Heisman. I agree. Uh, neither was consistent enough for the Heisman. Um, as great as Kenneth Walker was this year, it didn't feel like a Heisman running back season by him. Nope. Would you agree?
2: Yeah. Especially with the Ohio state
1: game, leaving the bad
2: taste in your mouth, right? Y-
1: yeah. Like even though he, he bounced back pretty well against Penn state, like 1600 yards, 8, 18 touchdowns. I mean, Christian McCaffrey had like a thousand more yards than that when the Heisman, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and so to me, you come back to two things. What was the best unit in the country was Georgia's defense. And who was the best player in the country was Will Anderson. This is the year to give the Heisman to a defensive player. And because I think Georgia as a whole is better than any one individual, despite how dominant Jordan Davis is, that's why Will Anderson deserves the award. He's the best player in the country.
2: Yeah, I think the only... Oh, no, I shouldn't say the only. Remove the defensive bias. Um, I think the only thing holding him back is if Alabama misses the playoffs. But I, to me, personally, I'm not sure if this is what's going to happen. I think it comes down to whoever is more dominant this, this Saturday between Jordan Davis because it's, it's the defensive unit trophy, essentially, if he gets it, Will Anderson, and Aidan Hutchinson. I think whoever's the best player Saturday gets the trophy. In my opinion. like I don't think that's what's going to happen, maybe. But if any of these three guys um, take over any of those two games, I think they deserve the Heisman.
1: Um, They have to cast their votes by this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if Will Anderson takes over absolutely against Georgia, do you think he could, and, and let's say, like, it, it's ridiculous to me that Will Anderson has to take over another game and upset the number one team in the country in theory to, like, justify yeah. it. But I don't, who who are they giving it to if they're not giving it to a defender, do you think, right now? I
2: have no idea. Bryce Young, I guess. I guess. He's, he's still the odds favorite. But I don't think Vegas has got a good, uh, good, feeling on the pulse either to be honest that
1: feels like I mean it, it, despite 42 touchdowns that feels like such a lackluster Heisman year I think but I guess that's the, yeah. that's the year we had yeah I think well, I think Will, if it, Will it, Anderson should have it
2: I totally agree I think if it's not a defensive guy like just between me and you we'll come away with that was a lame Heisman yeah
1: I yeah. mean I lots of people too but I'm just saying like yeah okay a couple more sophomores I'd like to mention Jaden Delora looked uh yeah very, I thought, had a great game in, in the Apple Cup. Not a dominant game, just 245 passing, 31 on the ground. But I, th- I think bright future, they, mm-hmm. they've somehow found some stability all of a sudden in, in, in Dickert as their new head coach. Um, whether that works out or not, I think it made sense to just name him the head coach. See what you have in a year where you probably weren't going to find someone coming to Washington state. Yes. I think like, that's the good point to make. Like right? Like if this said coaching carousel I, yeah, Washington yeah. state they they weren't going to going <laughs> to going to land someone, you know, that worthwhile yeah, for them. Exactly. Um and yeah, I thought Delore looked quite good. Uh Will Rogers in the Egg Bowl. If he didn't have Everyone dropping everything, his numbers would have been a lot better, and Mississippi State might have stood a chance in the Egg Bowl. There was a drive where he had three straight drops that could have been touchdowns. I felt so bad for him, and and he's looked good as uh, Mike Leach's guy, and mm-hmm. um, I, I I think uh, set to put up huge numbers again next year. Like this year, he threw for over four thousand yards, seventy five percent completion, thirty five touchdowns, like great year. Um, and then my final one I want to mention. These were all weekday games, so I I, I I, had a lot of weekday games this week because of uh, American Thanksgiving. But Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn gave Kansas State a real chance of upsetting Texas despite their quarterback being inept. Um, ran for 143 yards and just kept chipping away. And he's just such a, a perfect Kansas State running back. Man, I love yeah, Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Um, De- Hey, 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 we're going we're gonna to probably be way higher on Deuce Fund in next year's draft than anyone. So. He, I mean, he just feels so underappreciated because he's at K-State. You know? Yes, yes, I agree. Any sophomores you want to mention? No, you, you hit mine, too. Sorry. I, I, uh, I just wanted to wax poetic on all my favorite quarterbacks and <laughs> tiny running backs. Uh, weekday Warrior, obviously huge, huge uh, pool of guys to pick from this week. I stuck with two wide receivers who I think without them, their teams don't win the rivalry games. Uh, Dontario Drummond carried Old Miss against mm-hmm. Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Uh, 14 for 138. Matt Corral didn't play a great game more on that in a bit. But don- what Dontario Drummond was doing as a, a yak guy, yeah. as, a, as a 50-50 ball guy, he was dominant um he also drew that
2: uh the passing fringe for the win basically
1: yes and he plays a lot bigger like he's listed at six feet to me he looks like he's six three just the way he plays and he's such a physical dude i know he's an older prospect but yeah you got dunked on on twitter yeah i did shit <laughs> can't enjoy college football without being told the guy's 25 um but yeah Drum- Drummond was pretty much the reason their offense was going uh and emeca emez yes in he's, the NC like State a, wild, yeah, in the wild comeback against North Carolina, he had both touchdowns that, that gave him 14 points to literally come from a situation where it looked like there was no way they were going to win to to winning by four points with the, uh, what was it, a 72-yard touchdown where it was a busted coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the I mean, just the alpha, the alpha dunking on, on the corner in <laughs> the second touchdown
2: just yeah fucking so powerful hands and through all of that contact yeah messi is j i don't player. know if
1: you know I'm, I'm as he's a little old too is he actually yeah he's a he's a fifth year starter <sighs> oh my god Or f- fifth year it might be a six year player actually must
2: must he's he's going to get he's going to have to go to the cfl then sorry hopefully you know what's funny though the nfl like has no issue drafting older players we talk about that a lot and i mean like yeah it hampers some like you no know, first-round guys, but later in the draft, they have no issue drafting all drafting these no, players. No, not at all.
1: <laughs> not at all. I think both those guys are going to be uh, in the NFL, on NFL rosters next oh, year. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, i earlier than Drummond, but no, I, I definitely agree. Um, Okay, best prospects. I didn't have a definite offensive prospect of the week. Did you? That's, that's, it's embarrassing for you to say that after watching Hassan. Has- no, I'm just kidding.
2: Haskins wasn't my guy. No, I didn't either. I mean, Haskins was amazing, but... Uh, I gave it to John
1: Dotson in the snow. King of the snow. Okay, okay cool. Cool, cool. I'm glad you... We, we both picked receivers. It's been the year of the receiver, essentially. Um, I, I I picked Traylon Burks uh, for what he did against Missouri. I got real into the Arkansas-Missouri game on Friday <laughs> afternoon. I don't know what was going on. I was home alone, just thriving. Um, but was, yeah, Dotson... Batty Dots- versus Burks. It was sick. Yeah, it was sick. Dotson's a great pick. A guy who... I think really actually pushed for a first round selection. I agree. He's just been that good, uh, and in the snow, his route running was still unstoppable.
2: Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Like, and just like, first of all, this game, like any, I wish it was like on an, any other week of the season because most weeks this is like the game of the week. It was so much fun watching these two play in the snow, and the the amount of ridiculous catches in like a foot of snow was insane. And Dodson and was there making ridiculous catches like. Uh, it was the first Penn State touchdown, which was fucking sick. Dove for the pylon. Like, looked like he was playing in perfect conditions. Like you said, his route running. He had no issues in the snow. It, it was like it wasn't even there. It was, it was really impressive. Eight it catches 137 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, then he had that like awesome leaping catch on, on their last drive, too. Um, Dawson was awesome, man. I, I just came away so impressed with him doing all of that in, in a
1: fucking blizzard. Um. Yeah. No. That's a good pick. I uh, to to me. Uh. The th- the three guys I was looking at were him, Traylon Burks, uh, and Garrett Wilson. But they didn't win. Um. Wilson was great. More it, more later he, for sure. Yeah. Um. I went with Burks because it just again he was banged up. He was in and out of the medical tent. So it was KJ Jefferson. By the way. Uh. KJ Jefferson's so fun. I love Arkansas. But uh. Five five for one twenty nine and a touchdown. Which I mean, that's that's peanuts for Traylon Burks, but um, at one point the 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 play that really just unleashed them was, the, Missouri put a, a freshman corner one on one with Burks with no safety help, and it was it was like it, it Burks was like barely set when they snapped the ball, and it was just like a little tiny stutter about three yards into the the go route and flew by the corner and it was like five yards of separation 52 yard touchdown and that was his big play but throughout the game he just kept coming up when KG Jefferson needed him for a first down and he's just been every bit as good the receiver class in general has been every bit as good as we'd hoped and his his physicality and and, and speed and Everything he does is just so magnificent. I love Traylon Burks. Me too. I think
2: Burks and Wilson
1: are a tick above the rest of the group
2: now. And who, who do you think is going to be your wide receiver one? you think you're just going to stick with Wilson? or I'm probably going to have Wilson because
1: I think he's uh, a little more dynamic than Traylon yeah. Burks. I think I agree with you, but I think Burks would be my still, favorite. I still think you're, you're you're sleeping on Jameson Williams being in that conversation. Despite him being ejected for targeting. <laughs>
2: um. You know what, I think that's fair, like, in terms of the actual draft stock, but I think when we come down to it,
1: uh, my grouping will be those two and then the next group, just personally. Um, And my question to you is, is that next group going to include Jahan Dotson? (sighs) I think it will. I think it will be, Rob. I think it's... Okay, my question to you. Please. Who goes
2: higher, Olave or Dotson? That's a good question. Um... That's a good question. I mean, I fall back on Olave, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Dotson. He's going to test back, right? I think that's part of why it's important for Olave to be at the Senior Bowl as well. I totally agree, and that's a week that he's going to absolutely shine in. Yeah, we talked about that yes. before. Like he's going to be—he's going to be one of the like obviously not just in name. Obviously, he'll be a headliner, but. Watching him in practice and coaches talking to him and all of that and scouts, uh, he's going to be he's gonna come into the week as a headline and, and leave the week even a brighter light, I think. But, no, I think that, that, that'll be big for him.
1: Dotson, too, though. I think Dotson's going to come out there as star, too. Defensively, do we yeah. both have Aiden Hutchinson as best prospect?
2: Yeah, it's one of the best defensive prospect performances
1: since we've started doing the podcast, like, for sure, if not the best. Uh, and he is clearly, at this point, he's been – Named our our defensive prospect, I think, by far the most. Or just, I I, I think we tend to always have a wide receiver for offense yeah, and Aiden sure. H- Hutchinson for defense. It's just, it's, like, and it, it seems lazy, but. Well, it, when it's it's three sacks every week, when it's fucking. When he's not getting there, he's just throwing Thayer Mumford into the ground. That was my favorite play. When, when, when it's. Which I, I think is a play that's being slept on because. Yeah, M- Mumford kicked back out the left tackle later in the game and uh Hutchinson <laughs> just rose <throws> him. <laughs> Cuz it didn't result and in a sack, guy. but that was fucking That's a guy who's been a starting left tackle in the Big Ten for 4 years. Um and I mean I, I think you're right in that, that that was probably the most holy shit play. Yeah. Um and-, and he had a couple pressures too. Like there there was one point uh early in the game where he just Inside move on uh, Nicholas Frere and <laughs> huge pressure, and it was when he wasn't getting home. Drew, drew that whole Petitfrere too in the second half. Yeah, he he set up um, sacks for other people just yeah. by pushing pushing the pocket. Um, there, yeah, there into uh, sack was all was all Hutchinson too. Mm-hmm. And, and there was when he lined up uh, against Juan Jones at one point, and um, the le- the the other edge rusher. I don't know if it was Ojabo or not. Forced uh yeah, it was Ojabo. Forced uh Stroud kinda up in the pocket, and Aiden Hutch just kept working for a sack. Like him and Ojabo are just ridiculous. I mean the the numbers support that too. They they're the they've the most sacks among uh any duo in college football for a reason, right? Yeah, and uh from PFF, his fifty he had fifteen pressures in the game. That's that's
2: most in PFF college football history. It's twenty fourteen like, but still. Yeah, he
1: he 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 on multiple occasions made Petit Frere, who at points in time has been considered a potential first round left tackle. Day two at the worst, yes. Right, like he is considered one of the best prospects among offensive tackles in the country, no doubt. Had a great year too. And Hutchinson just made him look like a backup, like made him look like a scrub. There was there was the one where I think was it, um, it was a club rip maybe and he just like is just diving at him because he doesn't know yeah. what to do he doesn't have the he didn't have the athleticism to get outside on him but he doesn't also didn't have that the the hands to compete with the power that uh, Hutchinson has behind his hands I don't know it was it was a ridiculous performance it was for a guy who's been the best defensive prospect multiple weeks on this show you already said it and you've watched it more than anyone this was his best game of the year in their biggest game yeah, and
2: like uh, sitting on the couch, going into like you know watching the fucking pregame show, I'm like, for Michigan to win, Aiden Hutchinson has to be special, special, and he's been special all year, but he needs to take it to another fucking level, and he did, he did, and Michigan never does that. It was amazing, and he did. Um, yeah, so his 15 pressures, that's more than Ohio State has allowed to a whole team this year. Um, his his he's got a pressure rate for more PFF shit, 18 and a percent pressure rate this year, and like to put that into perspective. Uh, Chase Young at 17.7 in, in his amazing 2019 year where he was a Heisman candidate.
1: Um, I think – give Hutchinson the Heisman, man. Fuck it. Give it to him. Is, is Hutchinson going to be the first pick in the draft? Is Hutchinson – okay, let me – that's a tough question. Is Hutchinson going to go above Kayvon Thibodeau? Because it feels like that that it had been trending that direction, but it's still – because I think Eden Hutchinson's – I do think that he will go ahead of him. um but I, I, it seems like people are still reluctant to think that maybe it's because no one's really fully immersed themselves in the tape of this year yet. But I think yeah. Hutchinson's clearly been better this year. Um, yeah, he and has. has 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 more in terms of pass rush. Like he is a better pass rusher than Kavon Thibodeau because of what he can do with his hands. And I think something people don't understand is at 66 265. He's also a freak athlete. Like yeah. he was on the freaks list that yeah. Feldman puts out every year for a reason. And this is all coming off one year removed from a season-ending injury. Yeah. <laughs> I think I
2: think you just put all the fucking the evidence on the table. I think he's going over Thibodeau. And like uh, they're not far off athletically. I think Hutchinson might be a better athlete. Like I don't know, maybe that's maybe it's a little hard to say, but like they're both phenomenal. Like I what right now are you gonna put on the table that puts Thibodeau firmly ahead of Hutchinson? And I I mean I think they go one and two, but I'm just I'm just saying. And especially, you know, yeah. with with Detroit, Hutchinson feels more like Dan Campbell and you're keeping him in state. You know what I mean? Like it's all
1: the all all the cards aligned for Hutchinson to be the first pick in the draft. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Um okay. Just moving on up to shooting up the board then. Uh I think first and I, foremost, go oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm really offensive line heavy this week. I was going to say, first and foremost, I think you got to give it up to the Michigan offensive line. And uh, Yeah, so I, I, I specifically put Andrew Stuber down, the right tackle. Uh, I think, But the Michigan offensive mm-hmm. line as a whole was dominant.
2: I think Stuber and Vistardis, those two. Um, Stuber's a big boy out of right tackle. He's like 338. Uh, he had a really good game. I think Vistardis in the middle, he's a six-year senior. Uh, uh, Stuber's a, a redshirt senior. Vistardis is six-year, but I think like – He's like that really solid day three kind of center dude, and I thought he had a really nice game. Uh, Keegan had his moments too. Hayes was just solid, and, and Zinter's only a sophomore, but he, he had a nice game too. Obviously, all five of them were pretty amazing. But you no, know, I, I think I think specifically in the draft, I think it's, it's Stuber and Vistardis. I agree with you.
1: And Stuber's already at the Senior Bowl.
2: Vastardis yeah. should go
1: there. I, I would love to see him there. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had a center added to the senior bowl yet. Yeah, I, th- I
2: think he sh- like in my opinion he should be a lock. He's had a great year all year. I think he's been the the best of the group
1: all year. Mm. Um, I'm okay. I'll stay in state. Move to my favorite conference in the country, MAC, where Bernard Raymond looked every bit as good as the hype is for a MAC offensive lineman. Once again, uh, yeah, yeah, once again, like. What he was doing against Eastern Michigan was hilarious. The way he can move in space at 67 and just blow up DBs and I tweeted one out where he threw a corner. But he was doing like he was doing that throughout the game and his ability to I, I, and I use uh, I'll, I'll stick in state for an example of how tough it can be for an offensive tackle to get out on a wide receiver screen and make a block against a DB. Panay Sewell dove into the ground on Thanksgiving trying to do it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Ra- Raymond just kept doing it throughout that game. And uh, a guy who's going to the Senior Bowl, who has dominated his level of competition, who's going to test off the charts. Yeah. Top 100 pick coming from the Mac. First round pick? No. No.
2: Okay, how but- about this. Is he a better prospect than Eric Fisher was? Yes.
0: <laughs> it was the first overall pick.
1: Bad draft. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple more offensive tackles. Please. Uh, Ikem, Yes. Who I've now tied myself to as a Steelers fan, hoping we lose every game so we can draft him in the top 10. Ikem Iquanu was just killing dudes against North Carolina. Anytime they pulled him, he just flattened linebackers. Like, if he's on you, you're dead. And in pass protection, he's, he's cleaned himself up I think a lot, not that he was like super messy, but there, there was flaws in that you thought he might have to be a guard in the NFL, which I fully thought entering the year and he has shut people like me up Yeah, because he has the athleticism to hang at tackle and his feet are just so much more consistent and his base is always, uh, always strong and he's using his hands obviously all the time. And there's just so much power behind his punch, and he was awesome. Uh, and Abraham Lucas for Washington State. Washington State ran the ball over all over Washington. And at the same time, Jaden Delora had forever in the pocket. And Abraham Lucas deserves a lot of credit for his performance. A guy who's also going to be at the Senior Bowl, who I think people kind of forgot about because Washington State was yeah had other big storylines to talk yeah. about this year. But Lucas is a guy who's very still in that top fifty conversation, in my mind.
2: No, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Um, you know who had a phenomenal iron bowl? He got had a couple of hiccups at the end, but I thought Roger McCreary uh, was a stud in that game. Seven tackles, four four pass defense. Uh, he he was my number one defensive uh, prospect ever down. Yeah, man, he he was he had it like that was his uh, highlight reel game. He, like he's had a really nice season, but like not flashy games. That's that's someone you throw on and like holy shit, McCree's the real fucking deal. Um, he had that like awesome easy pass uh, PBU deep on Mechie. Um He was the, the other one where he was just like all day it was like felt like multiple times they tested him and it, it, it wasn't a PBU or anything but like just in perfect coverage. One on the like that end zone shot uh, I think in the third quarter, like just just perfect phase, no no doubt, no no panic from him at all. He looks like the, like the game is play, coming real slow for him during the iron bowl, which is always just a sign of a really great corner. Um, after that end zone shot, actually, like he had that that big uh, PBU at the goal line um, on the third down too. Like I, I thought, just all day. Matty um, had a big game, but it wasn't he, actually. I didn't think he had a good game though. But um, it was not against McCurry. It was like, he had the, the last one, the two point conversion. But other than that, um, McCurry was was locked down.
1: And I, I think people on Twitter, some people on Twitter, were acting like he should have been calling P.I. a couple times. The refs were letting them play, and he took mm-hmm. advantage of that. He's just physical as hell, and I thought, yeah, he balled out, and he handled Jameson Williams pretty well, and then obviously, again, he got a- ejected for targeting on a special teams tackle. Uh, but, yeah, he handled Mechie, and he was, he, he was running step for step. Another senior bowl guy who I can't wait to see yeah. match up with a loaded... A, a, a loaded but interesting group of receivers in Mobile. Yeah, I think he's going to be like that that big test corner for, to see all these small school guys. Yeah. Uh, I also put Georgia's front seven in general. They just, Georgia Tech couldn't, Georgia, like Jeff Collins might not be the answer, guys. Georgia Tech threw for 68 yards and averaged 2.8 a carry. Go back to the triple option. Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Nolan Smith, Devontae White, Channing Tyndall, Jordan Davis, Travon Walker are all draftable front seven players. Uh, multiple top 50 guys in there. And then Jalen Carter might be the best of the bunch, and he's an extra yeah. guy. They're just so dominant as a unit. Yeah. Um, oh, so, do, uh, do you have anyone else? Sorry. Yeah, I got lots of people.
2: Um, oh, okay, go ahead. I was going to give a big shout-out to Garrett Wilson. I, I don't know where you had him, but...
1: I I didn't put him anywhere. It wasn't worth talking about the
2: <laughs> I thought he was fantastic. He, I thought he was the best player for the Buckeyes, and every time he touched the ball, he kept just making, you know, he was getting tough yards, it felt like, and just making stuff happen after the catch. Like it wasn't breaking the big play, but then he had that fucking insane touchdown catch, but uh, wasn't breaking the big one really. But that, that, that touchdown catch was fucking ridiculous. they were just like uh, gray was in perfect coverage too. It's just, 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 just was ridiculous. And um, in a game where like, you know, Ohio State stunk it up pretty good. Well, like it wasn't that bad, but they got dominated. Uh, Wilson,
1: Wilson was fantastic. Um, going to my game of the week, Western Kentucky versus Marshall, early on, we're approaching halftime, and I was ready to put Billy Zappi on sliding down the board, Mm -hmm. which is fucking sin in my house, well, guess what, (laughs) the Zapman man pulled it together, Marshall was winning, and... Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers end up blowing yeah. the thundering herd out. He throws for four touchdowns, three twenty-eight. He didn't get, he couldn't get into a rhythm early. He he had some off placement throws, but then something clicked and they were just on. And it was downfield. It was like his receivers were running pretty open too. But I don't know. It's a bad quarterback class. He looks like a day three guy who mm-hmm. could be a vet back up in this league. And I don't know. I love Billy Zappi. I I do too.
2: You know I do too. Uh. We've hit a lot of my guys, but I'll give you, I'll give you, I just got to mention, Hassan Haskins again. Uh, that, that I mean, the offensive line was so fucking good, but, I mean, it's not like he wasn't fucking fantastic as well. He's just a good back, man. I, he's going to get to the league and be a solid, solid running back for a long time, in, in my opinion.
1: I mean, five touchdowns just absolutely ridiculous, but still. Um, well, go ahead. On the topic of running back, I wrote down three, not to the extent of. Of Hassan Haskins, mm-hmm. but uh, three running backs who sound like they'll be in this draft class. Um, because Bam Knight, then C State back, participated in Senior Night. So did Ecom, by the way, for the Wolf Pack. Um, he he is my favorite type of running back: a day three guy who can impact special teams through, uh, as a return man, uh, the passing game as a pass catcher, the backfield, and provides spark as a runner. Reminds me getting the NC State Na'im hind vibes again. He had sixty nine on the ground, fifty eight through the year. averaged twenty two a kick return against North Carolina. He is an electric back. Really loved what he was doing. Have all season. He hasn't. Um, he hasn't had that like big time year that like I was kind of hoping. No, he well, the, the, well, he because he's like essentially him and Ricky Persons yes. are a full time split. Yes, um,
2: I, I wasn't knocking him. He's been really good, and uh, I mean. From our perspective, it's he's. Gonna, I think he's going to be one of those under-the-radar day three guys that are going to come in and be good in the NFL. Yeah, yeah,
1: a guy who I will be starting in fantasy for several years. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tyler Batty. Yeah. Batty, ba- sorry, Tyler Batty, um, who is a Batty. He is a Batty. Uh, a guy, another guy who's more of that satellite back type, well, fucking Eli Drinkwitz realized quickly Arkansas sucks him, at passing the ball and just fed him. He had forty-one carries for two hundred and nineteen yards, and it was just chipping away. It didn't work out in the end, but he played a great game, and he is such a tough motherfucker. And despite yeah. being a, more of a compact back, I'd love to see him at the Senior Bowl. Um, There's so many good complimentary
2: there. backs in this class.
1: Yeah, and here's another one: Max Borgie had a great mm-hmm. game against Washington. Another guy who can get, all three of these guys catch the ball well, yeah. which is kind of the the best part about them. But Borgie looked explosive as hell. Um, getting out of the Mike Leach air raid, I think, helped his stock a lot. And, and But it's also nice that you can go back two years ago and he caught 86 passes. Like you, He's got yes. a proven track record as a pass catcher. But this year, I think he proved a, a, a little more of what he can do on the ground. Yeah, so is that the, the recipe for,
2: for running backs now? You go to an air raid and then you uh, transfer out and go to just a yes. running, running team? Yeah, it's right.
1: Uh, or you just have a coach get hired. To yeah, you get, f- <laughs> get your
2: coach fired. <laughs> or leave.
1: Uh, or promoted. Or promoted. Um, and he's one more touchdown away from setting the Washington State uh, touchdown wow. record. Deserved.
2: deserved. Yeah. Uh, cool. One more name, defense side of the ball, LSU. Demon Clark kind of took over that, that TAMU game in stretches. Uh, had the game closing sack, 10 tackles, 2.5 sacks, 3.5 TFLs. Yeah. Um, has been really good for the LSU Tiger defense. That I
1: think he – yeah,
2: he leads the country in tackles. Yeah, and he's been
1: their dude all year long. Good, good linebacker. He, yeah, he's been, I think, one of the few bright spots yes. for the whole season. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, sliding down the board. Uh, how many Ohio State guys do you want to mention? Well, I just mentioned one key one in each side of the trench. Go for it. Because I think those, clearly those are the two, that, that Michigan just beat them up in the trenches. Like Yep. Yep. I, I don't think you look at the game and say Olave, Smith and Jigba, I and mean Garrett Wilson didn't step up, because they clearly did. We already talked about Trevion Henderson. Like, the skill guys were there on offense. That offensive line was dominated. And it wasn't just one guy, but Petit Frere is the biggest name on that yes. offensive line. Yep. And he was beat, I think, the most. Um, He just couldn't handle Aiden Hutchinson's hands, nor the power. Uh, He looks like he needs another year of seasoning after that game. But that's also, I say that in a year he played awesome up until that game. He'll still be a day two Uh, Like Yeah, like I think, yes. Uh, Totally right, though, dominated. And then other side of the ball, I mean, the Ohio State defense has been pretty bad all year. Mm -hmm. It's and it it had been playing better in recent weeks, but in past years, it's been the secondary that's been the issue. I don't think you look at this game and say that. It's like the front seven just didn't exist. I mean, you talked about the Michigan offensive line already, and and the Ohio State linebackers are a huge problem already. Um, It's just a really young group with a very much proven ability and lack of depth. But that defensive line was supposed to be was yeah. supposed to be good.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And yeah, they lost Jonathan Cooper and they lost Tommy Togiai. But they've recruited so well. Larry Johnson's the best defensive line coach in the country. You expect them to just reload? Zach Harrison was never what anyone thought he was. Um. But that's not even the guy I'm pointing at. I'm pointing at Haskell Garrett. Mm-hmm. He was just blown off the ball each and every snap. He couldn't. He could not. Anchor down. The linebackers couldn't fill because the gaps were so fucking big. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just point to Haskell Garrett because he was a guy who. I mean, I, neither of us ever drank the Zach Harrison Kool Aid, but I think both of us thought Haskell Garrett could be a top five interior defensive lineman in this class. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. he had a whole, I think he had a bad year in general, but this was the worst of it.
2: No, I, I put all the names you mentioned to um, Haskell Garrett. Yeah, I think like more than Zach Harrison, but because. He had to step up in the run game, and it was fucking, like you said, absolutely blown off the ball. And Zach Harrison, uh, you know, there wasn't too many pass rush opportunities, but didn't flash really at all. Had the, had the one uh, PPU that was a solid play, getting his hands up early. Uh, other than that, not much there. Yeah, I put Petit Frere I thought Munford just because that one rap, but in general, um, no. Yeah. It, it was definitely the trench play. I did want to mention Chris Olave because – now, I don't think it was th- – those four were were decimated. But Lave didn't have a, a terrible game in the least. But I think in terms of the other wide receivers that we mentioned, Dawson had a fantastic week. Burks had a fantastic week. Garrett Wilson was really good.
1: Yeah, but great. we've uh, – I mean, we've harped on that before, like two weeks ago, and then he, he came back in a huge game. Like, I, yeah. I don't think you're killing Chris Olave for this game specifically. I'm not. I'm not. But I just wanted to – like, okay, that I'm first drive – more
2: Buckeyes? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Like, the, the wide open drop in the end zone. Um, more on Stroud. Like, that was... I don't know what that throw... It was late. It was wobbly. It was a bad throw, but he still should have caught it. Um, had that other... Like, he... I think it was a third down drop when he was just like just sliding back and should have brought it in. Like, I don't think it was a bad game, but just not a not a good game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to bring it up.
1: Yeah, kick me while I'm down. Whatever. Um... I think Mac Corral. Yeah, I was my be next here. guy. Yeah, because he he there was a point in time this season, early in the season, he was a Heisman contender. I think by pretty much everyone's standards, I, I, he, he was a was, front runner. And and he was, I think, the front runner to be the first quarterback drafted. Yep. And he the front runner to potentially be the number one pick. And down, like, yeah, he got hurt, but down the stretchies didn't play that well in general. Um, it really like. The last like more than half the season, I think he was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh just from what he had set as a standard early. Yeah. Um uh, and the Egg Bowl was just a very nothing game from him. Like, was he horrible? No, he missed some throws. The interception was really bad. The their interception was really bad. And like like I said, Dontario Drummond did a lot of the the dirty work for them to win that game. And yeah. I don't know, like I don't come away from that game thinking Matt Corral should definitely declare. And I don't come away from that game thinking Matt Corral's the clear quarterback one. I don't come away from that game thinking any quarterback should go in the first round in this class. Like, if I, honestly, if I'm going to bet on a quarterback in this class, I'm going to bet on the guy with the most tools, and that's Malik Willis. And, I, I like, I'm not sitting here saying Malik Willis should be a first-round quarterback. But, yeah. like, uh, like I don't know. Um, I'm actually just quickly scrolling through Dame Brugler's, Dean Brugler put out a mock today? So, yeah, pick Pickett go first, right? can, yeah. yeah, Pick Pickett's the first quarterback off the board, tenth overall and No thank you. Okay, yes, Sam Howell goes sixteenth, so I don't know. No, if thank you're you. Have but, but uh point oh and Corral go in the first round. Um Washington was it? I, forget, I remember just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have Malik Willis go. I can't remember. No, okay. okay interesting. Like, I don't um, yeah, yeah, interesting indeed. I'll, we'll leave it there. Um <laughs> Uh but all right, like I don't feel good about taking any of them. That's why, like, as a Steelers fan, I really want Ekum. And then next year, we'll just suck for Bryce Young or, or C.J. Stroud. Yeah. no, I, This quarterback class is, is – it's not as bad as your fucking E.J. Manuel went in the first round. <laughs> no. but uh, Or that your Christian Ponder went in the first round. Because there's no uh, Florida State quarterback. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just wild. Anyway. I don't – I totally agree with
2: you. I mean, obviously, we have not dug into the tape yet. But I feel like quarterbacks are one position you get a good feel for uh, in season, you know, compared to the rest, you know? Um, because that's the it's the prime time position. It's the one that matters the most. Sorry, the rest of the positions. Um, and that being said, I I'm very very not comfortable taking any of these guys in the first round. I I totally agree. And I think I agree with you that if if it's gonna be anyone, it's Malik Willis. And you're like a playoff team that has a starting quarterback, and you're, you know, you can sit them and and let them take over for your vet. You know what I mean? Like that type of situation. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I was going to throw John Mechie's name here. I know he had 13 grabs for 150, but, like, I don't know. The drops are kind of ugly, and it just going to come away with super impressive. He did turn it up at the you know, last drive in the overtime, but... He he, I, he he won't declare, right? You don't think? No,
1: no, I don't. Why like, would he? It, Why would he? Especially, like, you know Bryce Young's coming back. Yeah. You, apparently Bill O'Brien's coming back. Didn't get that Virginia Tech <laughs> job. Wild. Um, I, I'm going to stick with Bama, and we've mentioned, a, we just mentioned a bunch of uh running backs who will likely be in this draft um one that will be is brian robinson jr and every time i watch bama and you've you've harped on this yeah he's just not that impressive to me and but he still seems to generate talk talk i don't know if it's just is the that bama like one nice thing. run yeah i don't know what it is yeah, he, he had a 37 yard run where it was a nice run but you take that out of the equation and, and he ran for like 40 yards it wasn't even that much. <laughs> less than, no, no, no. Sorry. Less than 40. Less than 40. I'll up, and, yeah. like, he barely ran for 1,000 on the season. He averaged 4.9, like, in an offense where, I mean, the offensive line didn't play well this year outside of Vanille, really. Yes. Um, but with a quarterback in a passing attack led by Bryce Young, James Williams, like, a potential Heisman quarterback, like, Brian Robbins need to do more. I don't. I don't know. I see a shittier T.J. Yeldon every time I watch him. Thirty-four but, yards outside of that. That thirty-seven mm-hmm. yard carry. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I'll, I'll give you one more. Mm-hmm. North Carolina running back Jeremiah Gamel. I like. I like him, but I didn't know. Like, Jim Nagy said he's got the best instincts in the country. I didn't oh. know there was that much hype. But yeah. And then against NC State, he like he missed multiple tackles on Bam Ricky Persons was running through him. Uh, the offensive line was getting on him. He he lacks length. He was struggling to get off blocks, and I like him. Yeah. And so I was hoping. I was excited when Jim Nagy said that. I didn't think it, but I was excited because I was like, "Oh yeah, hell yeah, another Gamel head." And uh, <laughs> yeah, he just didn't play very well. <laughs> um. Oh, that's a good transition.
2: Rob, my out of nowhere pro- prospect is the brother of a linebacker that you loved, Jelani Tavai. His brother, Jonah Tavai. At San Diego State, don't wait, hey, don't put that on me. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you deny? You can't deny it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he had a, a big time game against Boise State. Three sacks coming out of the interior. Six foot two, ninety five. He's a senior. Um, Eleven total pressures according to PFF 2 which is which is a uh, massive. Uh, I got his teammate later, and he was also a monster. Uh, not to spoil anything, and I think he benefited pretty good from that. But he was fantastic in his own right, and. He was creating a lot of pressure, and that, that San Diego State front just dominated Boise State, and eh, I'm excited to see what they do
1: against Utah State this week. Jelani Tavai is playing great special teams for the Patriots right now, okay? Okay? I'm, I'm happy for you, buddy. Also, people forget there was another Tavai, J.R. Tavai, played linebacker at USC and played for the Titans for a year. That one was a hit for you. That was a hit for me. Played four NFL games. Um, I'll give it two out of nowhere. Is Derek Hall, the Auburn pass rusher. Who, who yeah. Auburn just, I mean, Derek Mason came with a great game plan, just blitzing the hello out of Bryce Young. The Alabama offensive line couldn't handle it. Uh, Derek Hall was, I think, by far the most impactful of the front seven. He had three um, sacks, eh? Pretty sure. Yeah, and, and uh, he's just playing relentless. And, and another uh, defensive lineman who is relentless in, in their. Uh, um rivalry game. Tyler Lacey, the Oklahoma State defensive lineman. And I could have put him for outplayed the box score. Uh, cause just four tackles in a TFL. But he just kept coming up huge when they needed it, and he looked great against the run. He was he was suffocating Caleb Williams. He he had him move in a lot. Uh interesting kind of tweener guy who plays some five tech kicks inside. Uh junior. I don't know. I like Lacey. Although, he wears 89, which I don't love for a defense board,
2: <laughs> He's he's Yeah, he's, he's been good for them.
1: For sure. Yeah. Um, Oh, I might as well stick in that game for my prospect to made me look stupid. I, I think I've mentioned Nick Benito twice for sliding down the board this year. He was Oklahoma's best player against mm-hmm. Oklahoma State in Bedlam. They couldn't block him. Uh, It didn't end up mattering because the Oklahoma State defense played so well. Despite, I mean... 37-33 is a low-scoring bedlam, uh, <laughs> a defensive bedlam, if you will. Um, but, yeah, ben- Benito, I thought that was kind of his most – felt like his most impactful game I'd seen this year. And he, he was he was just going balls to the wall. Oh, the, the defense was creating points,
2: you know, the muff punts and all that too. So, like, it was like – Yeah. It was a higher-scoring game it was, than it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm You know what? Okay, I didn't have a clear guy, like, just for this week's performance. That's a guy that we've talked about quite a few times. Um, Isaiah Spiller, like I obviously wasn't super impressed in the summer, but I still thought he was a good back, and he's he's had such a disappointing year. He had eleven carries for twenty-seven yards against LCU, and Devin O'Shane is a better football player than Isaiah Spiller. So I just feel dumb for ever kind of buying into Sp- like this time last year. If you asked me, I thought Spiller would be like him and Hall were obviously one and two, and you know maybe not first round guys, but close to it. And uh, then you know, in the summer, it's like, eh, I mean, maybe he's not that good. And now at that point, this like, like day two, but still, at this point, I'm like, I don't want to be the one buying him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where he's gonna go, and I, I don't really want to be the one to draft him.
1: Um, yeah, fair. I, I, mean, this running back class, like we've talked about several day three comp, like you said earlier, complimentary running backs. Yeah. Who, to me, I would much rather have. Then these guys, I would have to take top 100. Yeah, know. just just building a, a bad duo. Dr- it, it's a bad draft in general, but it's deep at several positions. I like it's bad. I mean, in terms of premium talent, premium talent at certain positions. But there's yeah. a lot of depth. The running back, I, there's always going to be depth, and you're going to hit on guys. So, I mean, speaking of day three backs, like Elijah Mitchell has been great for San Francisco this mm-hmm. year. And that's just another one of those dudes, you know? Yeah, just, know. just build me a duo out of guys we've named in the podcast. They're going to be day three. Like, on
2: this episode, they're going to be day three guys. Like, why not?
1: Exactly. Give me give me uh, Haskins and, and Bidet. Like, come on. That'd be sick. Uh, prospect versus prospect matchup. Not that it was good, but I think it was the marquee matchup. Uh, Ohio State's offensive line versus Michigan's edge. Yeah, I, like, I put Michigan, the, that, office, Ohio State, in the trenches both sides. Yeah, okay. Like, you have to... Um, I, I think like that's the game to go to when looking at several of these dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh Prospect played the back box score. I put I put Punk God. Respect. Okay, good. I'm yeah. Let's hear Matt, it. I... How do you say his last name? Ereza, I think. Areza. Matt Areza, the San Diego State punter who has Twitter ablazon punk <laughs> god. Uh six punts, forty seven and a half average, two inside the twenty. Um be be that average is down because directional punting, pinning. Yeah. the net was forty four and a half I believe. He's just an unbelievable punter. I he's I the put best him for the country for small school guy. Yeah. Okay, he like he's one of the best punters I've seen. I think he's the best punter I've seen since Michael Dixon at Texas. I think is so too. Fair? This like, is my first averaging... real look at him. Yeah. Yeah, same, because uh, I, I try not to watch any game Brady Hoke coaches. Um, <laughs> especially because fucking, at one point, Brady Hook called that stupid-ass fake punt, and we didn't get to see a punt from Marisa, And that's mm-hmm. the only reason any of us were watching on a Friday. Um, he's averaging 51.5 this year. And it's funny, because he's been their full-time field goal kicker for three years, but this is his first year as the starting punter. Um, yeah. he's, And he, 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 he's like, he's going to go early day three. If he declines, yes,
2: yeah, and he was kicking and, in this game, and like he's yeah, not. Yeah, and,
1: he, and and another reason he don't play the box score is he went two for four on field goals. Well, what, the one field goal he missed, you pointed it out, was laces in. That's yeah. not on him. He's He had he had the leg from forty seven. It was it was there. Yeah, he just he's missed a great it great
2: Yeah, the first punt too, like like right away, the very first punt, it was like sixty one yards down at the eleven. Yeah, yeah like, it was. I was like, oh, awesome. shit. guess what? My my, i the box score. I'm sticking with his teammate. Um, I, I'm going with Cam Thomas on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. So, so yeah, let's talk about him.
1: The, wanna... This is perfect because mm-hmm. I put him for overhyped. You know, I thought about it, but I thought he had a really good game. So, the, but here's me. I'm hearing all this first round stuff. Yes. With them. I was going to bring and that up. And this is my, like, like you just mentioned, this was kind of our first time watching a San Diego state game live this year. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm ready to watch Cam Thomas take over as well, lo- uh, as well as punk God. And, and, and Cam Thomas played a good game. Um, but uh, I thought, especially the the pass rush didn't come till later. I felt uh, he looked really good against the run throughout the game. But the, and then I was like, maybe I've just mentally made up this this first round hype. But then like Dame Brugler's mock today no, had him go in the it, first round. It's very real. So yeah, I, my point would would have been he
2: had or is gonna be <laughs> he had a really really good game. Yes. I don't know how refined he is. I don't think I see a first round guy. Uh, I think he had like nine pressures. It felt a lot to me. He had that that awesome, really just heavy-handed, uh, quick shed. And the Boise State offensive line played a shit game too. I think that made him look better. Um, early in the game, he had that really just easy, just swipe shed and just heavy hands. Uh, put the hit on Bachmeyer, and that that was the interception. Uh, not his, obviously, but yeah. I only had one sack, a couple of TFLs in that hit. Six five two seventy moves pretty well. Um, so I get the wanting to to put him that high. I, I don't. I agree with you. I think he's overhyped, but I still think he played a great game.
1: That, okay, that's fair, because, like, I I, I would have put him somewhere in a positive category if that wasn't there, but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. That's a guy you have to d- dive in on, too. Like, yeah, I can't do a snap yeah. judgment off one game against Boise State where you're not watching him necessarily every single snap. Uh, prospect? Oh, wait, no, you're on overhyped now, right? Yeah, my, my overhyped is uh, Drake Jackson, who was
2: also a pass rusher, and who was also, like, always in top 50s, and it feels like he just... Always in top 50s for the last couple years, and I don't see it. I don't know. When has he ever really been impressive, Rob? He wasn't impressive against BYU. I, I watched the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he just never pops to me, and he's always been top 50. And yeah. it's like we're, we're so late in the process now. Like, well, early in the process, but you know what I mean, over his career, and he's still getting this top 50 kind of talk,
1: and uh, I don't see it. I don't see it, and I really never really have. Yeah, no, I'm a million percent with you. It feels like him and Zach Harrison, we, we both agreed to bet mm-hmm. this on. And it. I I assume it's died with Zach Harrison. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I'm still seeing uh, okay. it with Jackson. Yeah, same. Uh, Transfer popped on the seam. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Aldridge, the Missouri linebacker who transferred over from Rice. Early in the Arkansas game, Missouri was all over them on defense. Shout out Steve Wilkes, the Tigers DC. Uh, <laughs> but Blaze was like the, the lead of that attack. Uh, ultimately, it fizzled, but um, he looked like a special teams linebacker to me.
2: I'm glad that yours is kind of low key because um, mine's kind of cheating and mine's not a real transfer. And uh, a guy that's going to the senior ball. I thought Michael Clemens had a really, really good game against LCU though. Three and a half sacks, uh, PPU. He was a JUCO transfer. This is cheating by my part, but I didn't have a good one this week, and I, I was like, I, I didn't really like, you know, pay attention to him. But before this one, and I thought he was pretty impressive.
1: Um, who is the? Oh, never mind. There's a stupid question. I was gonna say one. There should be an, uh, an award for transfer of the year, and then mm-hmm. I was gonna say who is it, but it would have been Kenneth Walker. Yeah, or
2: Jameson Williams,
1: but yeah, Kenneth Walker. Um,
2: okay small school guy who caught your eye Uh, so I had I had the the punt god here but also in the same game fucking chalky Khalil Shakiri is good every single game seven catches 74 yards touchdown the touchdown was like a really nice throw from the Hank man but it was like just a go in the red zone but like Hank put it perfectly but also just like the separation it was pretty much like even as he crossed the as he crossed the goal line uh, with the DB and just separated accelerated and and, uh, caught the touchdown looked easy but he's always fucking good man I'm I'm excited to
1: see him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'll give you Jake Hayner, who we just found out is mm-hmm. transferring. He looked awesome at San Jose State, though. That the, that's the first time I watched a Fresno State game since, like, September. Um, yep, he did. And, and just not going to wow you physically, but I thought a, a guy who could be in that day three conversation in this QB class because c- of, uh, like, kind of the Colt McCoy-esque play style um, – <laughs> He feels and like a Washington quarterback, doesn't it? he? He does, and now he's back. Washington transferred to Fresno State. Kalen DeBore his head coach, takes the Washington State job. Now he's back in the portal. Is he returning to Seattle? Find out next week. Uh, and then two more small school guys who caught my eye, who I talked about as we recorded last week. from our, <laughs> Because Maxion's over, I had to give my shout-out to Caleb Ellaby and Sky Moore. Ellaby played his best game in his final Maxion game of the year. 3.38 and 5 touchdowns with 12 receptions, 206 yards, four touchdowns for Sky Moore. Sky awesome. Sky is awesome. Sky a legit, like, well, they're both, I think, NFL prospects, just not this year. But Sky Moore is, like, really legit. Yeah. Sky Moore's been productive. You, I think you said this a week or two ago. Sky has been productive since the day he stepped on Western Michigan's campus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they've got a history of producing talented receivers. Yep, they do. And I've got a history of reading ads it's not every day you can double your money but with my bookie you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users with my double deposit bonus when you sign up at myBookie.ag and use promo code sports you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games leagues and casino options to choose from here comes their analysis the patriots are t- taking on the bills this monday night and as they continue their quest to reclaim the afc east title buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your deposit when you uh, use promo code Drink at mybookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime. Mybookie. And we have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD. To make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And Spotify Green Room is there to be your live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Talk to me, other fans. Well, not me. Well, could be me. My action's over, so not me anymore. It's AJ's time to shine. Uh, in uh, Orlando Magic talk.
2: Oh, don't get me started, man. Suggs broke his,
1: fractured his thumb. So, don't talk to AJ either. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting and breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app, free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow me, well, not me, follow other people to be notified when their rooms go live. I won't be going live. On Spotify, Green Room, on X day at Y time, come with your spiciest takes. My spicy take is I finally uh, got a push this week.
2: I do too. I'm in the same game as you. Two two and one. Uh, no no three one and one baby Michigan. Oh right very right, right, duh. Congrats. But you ready for my my record on the year? It's great. Yes. 29 yeah. 29 and two. Okay, that's way better than mine. Mine's
1: a winning record, but not as cool. 38-21-1. and one. It's a whole year, man. You should be proud of yourself. But it all comes down to this week. The ultimate week where we're picking all 11 games. That's right. The 10 conference games and USC at Cal. It's it's one extra on a 10-pack for me this week. Um, Love that. Uh, do we count the USC-Cal game in this? Absolutely we count it. Of course. Okay, good. I, I didn't know if it would like, was, like, bad, too, but I'm glad it's not. <laughs> uh, okay. College football championship weekend. Conference USA, Friday, 7 p.m. CBS Sports Network. Western Kentucky at UTSA. The Hilltoppers are one-point favorites after they ran through Marshall and UTSA got upset by the Mean Green? I think this is a this is a tricky one.
2: Starting off this week, Rob. I I went back and forth. This is at the Alamo Dome, the, the greatest venue in all of sports. Um, only second well second to the Kibi Dome, of course. Um, but I I can't in my heart of hearts pick against the Zap, man. I just can't. I just can't. He's gonna step up to the occasion. Uh, UTSA Meet Beep has been sh- Not struggling. I mean, obviously they struggled this week, but, like, they've been faltering a bit in recent weeks. We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, Western Kentucky, they can falter at the beginning, and then they turn it on. Uh, Hilltoppers top the conference. That's what I'm saying.
1: Uh, I'm with you. Uh, I can't pick against Billy Zappi and the Houston Baptist crew uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky, either. I know it's going to be in San Antonio, and I love Jeff Trailer and I love Frank Harris, but... I don't know. It just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. The mean green ran through. Utah, yeah. Also, Seth Luttrell might have saved his job with that game. Respect that. I've always been a Luttrell head. I'll say that. Um. Okay, Pac-12 Friday night. The other Friday nighter. 8 p.m. ABC. Number 10, Oregon. Versus number 17, Utah. Uh, in Las Vegas. The Utes are three-point favorites. Obviously, Utah beat them earlier uh, this season. I'm riding with Utah. I like Utah. Oregon just always seems disappointing. They seem like they're just riding high off that beating that fraud Ohio State team, <laughs> while Utah has found its way. It took some some bumps early, but once Cam Rising took over at quarterback, they kind of found the recipe: um, run the ball and let Devin Lloyd kill people. Yeah, pretty much. You know who the big
2: winner I think in this in this game is Rob. It's the Pac-12 for leaving Levi Stadium finally and moving to Las Vegas, which is a great home for the Pac-12 championship game. And uh, I'm taking the Utes as well. I feel very similar to you. Uh, why the hell would you not take Utah after they just smacked Oregon in the fucking mouth? Uh, not two
1: weeks ago. like, Yeah. Why pick the Ducks? Like, uh, roll Utes. Okay, the most important game. Mm-hmm. MAC championship, 12 p.m. ESP- 12 p.m. ESPN. This game is normally on a Friday. I swear. I think it is right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't love that. W- I got a couple problems here. I don't love that. I gotta try and watch four championship games in that three four p.m. window, and I only get two at noon. But like, think i another... we got the Mac is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Give me. Give me another at noon, right? Because I mean, eight p.m. You've got the ACC and the Big Ten. Like, I, you want just those two, in my opinion. But like throw the Mountain West or the, or the Sun Belt into that noon window. I don't know. And I mean, they, San Diego State hosted a noon game. Exactly, <laughs> this they can week. do any, they can do anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, but tw- tw- twelve p.m. ESPN Kent State versus Northern Illinois, uh, in Detroit Motor City. Northern we- Illinois has like kind of fallen off the, their yeah. their their championship seat. Kent State's three-point favorites. I'm riding the flash, man. Like, Northern Illinois, their point differential is negative this year. Lombardi's,
2: I don't know if he's going to play. I'm not sure he was out this week. Yeah. Uh, might be out again. Regardless, they got, routed,
1: they got routed by Western Michigan.
2: Regardless, he's not healthy. Kent State already beat them this year in maybe the MAC game of the year between the yeah. Crum and, and Rudolph. That's that's a hell of a do, duel. I, I, I don't see
1: a good reason why this is only three points. If I'm being completely K- honest, K- Kent State lives and dies by high-scoring games. Yes, um, they do. <laughs> they're, they're, like their two losses, they gave up in the within the MAC, I should say. Uh, they gave up 64 to Western Michigan, and 54 to Central Michigan. But I don't think Northern Illinois has got the guns to do that. Uh, and Dustin Crumb hasn't had the year a lot of people hoped for. But Marquez Cooper's freaking dynamic. In uh, I don't know. If this is a shootout game, I just, in Lombardi's not healthy, then I don't see Northern Illinois keeping up. Stop Rudolph and you win this game, I think, pretty much. Because you're going to, you're going to yeah. score on
2: Northern Illinois. Yeah, I'm taking Kent State too.
1: Big 12 championship. It's almost like, a, it's a weird vibe. because So it's noon ABC. Number 9, Baylor. Number 5, Oklahoma State. In Arlington. We don't normally get these two specifically in the Big 12 championship game. Um... Both teams play great defense. It's not like a normal Big 12. I told you, man. It's changed. It's changed. Especially with Oklahoma bo- and Texas fucking off. I am I know Baylor played Texas Tech close, but plus five and a half, I'm taking the Bears. Uh, Riot Abram smith I think Baylor has a little more to offer. Uh, is in playing? I guess I should have checked that. I didn't check either. But that's, that's, I should have checked too. Um regardless,
2: I, I, he's not on the, he's not on the injury report. I'm going to write him. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm also taking Baylor, you know, I'll give you two reasons. One, like you said, two good defensive teams. It feels like they're built to just play each other close, right? Like, so, uh, apparently questionable, uh, apparently, but regardless. Um, so I think, I think your, your checkout is good. Um, they're kind of, they're built to play each other tight, you know? And so I think I would have picked the points either way, but. Look, I think this is a this. The Big Twelve is shifting a bit here, but one thing the Big Twelve is always good for is fucking themselves and shooting themselves in the foot. And that being said, the best way to do that would be uh, a Baylor win and Oklahoma State not going into the playoffs. So I think that's what happens. But regardless, <laughs> I take the points even if I think Oklahoma State, if they win,
1: it's less than five and a half. Um. Yeah. No. I. I also think Baylor just has a more consistent offensive identity right now. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Like Sanders has uh, been
2: it's had a weird year but been good for them it's it's kind of weird
1: um yes uh, Mountain West conference 3 p.m Fox Utah State in what should be the turnaround of the season by yeah. Blake Anderson yeah at number 18 San Diego State Brady Hoke was named Mountain West Conference uh coach of the year I think it should have been Blake Anderson definitely uh, for fixing Gary Anderson's mess um, Blake might be the most un- underappreciated coach in the country right now. Yeah, he did it at Arkansas State, which is a hard place to win, and he's doing it again. A good uh, coach, I, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Utah State. Respect that. I, San Diego State's passing game, like their their backup quarterback had to come in to beat Boise State. Logan Bonner's coming off a five-touchdown game. Utah State's got some dogs on defense. They're built. Their defense is built by transfers. They got um, one of the most dynamic pass catchers in the country, Devin Tompkins. I don't know. I just don't think San Diego State has... Much going for its offense. They don't, and like their punter's are the best player. <laughs> I mean, that's actually accurate. I'm taking, I'm taking the Aztecs.
2: Uh, it's a home game, but just like when the Chargers play there, there's zero home presence for San Diego State because it's in Carson, California. Uh, San Diego teams really got to stop playing LA. That's all I'll say. Um, but <laughs> push comes to shove, um, I'm going to trust Cam Thomas and uh, Tavai to take over this game, but. That single state offense is you, not fun. Good. You're known for trusting Brady Hoke. And I love Brady Hoke. I trust him with my life. Um, that offense is not fun, but they get it done. I don't know. Uh, Aztec up, baby.
1: Um, trickiest game some, of the week coming up. I'm going to say some it. belt. Some belt. Three thirty p.m. ESPN. Appalachian State at number twenty-four, Louisiana. Billy Napier's coaching this game, even though he's taking a Florida job. I'm. 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 I'm riding raging Cajun. Napier takes him out on top. Agreed. Agreed. So like, this game could go
2: one or two ways. It's either you know the coach is leaving, you know you shit the bed or you're you're done, and that makes sense. Like that that happens more often than not. But I don't see that happening with Napier. I don't know why. Just something about this team, something about his vibe. I don't think they're quitting on him. I think they're, you know, like they're 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 playing for Florida's sake. You know what I mean? Like I think that's something to be kind of proud of. He's been there for so long. This whole unit has been. Like it feels like, I mean, obviously not the running backs, but so many guys just feel like they've been there for, for playing for him for so long. A lot of seniors. Um, at home, getting points, too? I feel like this, this and Kent I think I think it's a tricky game, but I think them and Kent State are kind of like the, the two fun money,
1: good picks of the week. Um. Yes. But... Uh... Sorry, I was just scanning to see, because uh, I was going to ask you, I, I wanted to make sure we covered all the G5 conference championships first. Which are you most excited for? Of the G5? Yes.
2: I guess Houston and Cincy, which is our next game. Oh, well, yeah, no. sorry. I'm I, I, I power six guy over here. I know, I know. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, guess, I guess Houston and six. Just because, you know, I want to see Cincy handle business there. If I may interrupt. Okay, this game.
1: Keep, uh, well, 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 we're on it. AAC, four PM. ABC, number twenty one, Houston at number four, Cincinnati. Uh, Bearcats, ten and a half point favorites. Are we both taking the Bearcats? Yes, I'm taking
2: the Bearcats. I mean, it's it's in it's in Cincinnati too. Uh, so
1: that's I just, something to be said. Yeah. I I refuse to believe Clayton Tune can can keep uh, this Bearcats defense from making him like keep. I can't even say a sentence. I'm so riled up. I refuse to believe Clayton Toon can win this game, and I refuse to believe Clayton Toon can hang more than twenty points on this team. And I think the Bearcats, despite the Houston defense being quite good, I think that Ritter is known for making a splash play here or there. Alec Pierce is awesome. Uh, I think I Bearcats. think since he's had you know like they've they've had their their, their downturn already, like and it, they
2: didn't lose honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like they know it's time. They know it's this is the game to go. And shut the fucking committee up and blow
1: the doors off of the Houston Cougars and cover that spread. Um okay, I just want to say the conference USA is my the one I'm most excited for. Um,
2: uh
1: yeah, it's a that's a tricky game, man. SEC four PM CBS, number one Georgia versus number three Alabama in Atlanta. I'm running Georgia minus six and a half.
2: Okay. I will say this. How many times have we seen it? where the SEC fucking rigs the SEC championship game to get both teams in, I think it's happening again. I, I'm, I'm going to take Bama plus the points because I don't trust the SEC. That's the only reason.
1: Um, I mean, that's fair. They've, the SEC needs this to be a close game for both to get in. Yes. Oh, well, not for both. Well, they need Alabama to win, but I don't think they want that. Ultimately, they want Alabama to lose close and get in. Yes, I agreed. Uh, but I, I just that offensive line looks so bad, yeah. and this is the Georgia front seven. The Georgia defense is gonna to cause points. I hope Georgia goes out and blows the door off them. Me, me too. Fuck Alabama. Yeah. Or, or f- more, more so. F- not, not even fuck Alabama. Fuck putting them in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they've had it enough. Get them
1: out of there. uh Big Ten. APM Fox. Number thirteen Iowa versus number two Michigan in India at Lucas Oil. Wolverines, 11-point uh, favorites. I have to take Iowa,
2: plus the points. I'm I'm scared. I don't know. I'm scared, Rob. Like, last last week was the game, obviously. But it's also the game of the, the season for Michigan. That's It always is for both programs, obviously. Something about this <laughs> has me scared. I really hope they pull it off,
1: but I think Iowa covers. Okay, you're a coward. I, I'm taking I Michigan. I've got nothing else to say. ACC, APM, ABC... The, the best of the best. Save it for last. Number 15, Pitt, versus number 16, Wake. Wake three-point dogs in Charlotte. Essentially a, essentially in on their territory. Yeah. Is doozy going to get the Notre Dame job if he wins this game? <laughs> Dave Claussen just signed an extension. I like Sam Hartman and this Wake team too much to pick against them. I know you're a picket head, so... Yeah, me. I'm a, I love picket. No, I, I think it comes... I think it's,
2: <laughs> it's a, this is like... An, like not a good football game, but I think it's gonna be a fun football game, and uh, I think it comes down to that that Wake passing attack, and I think that
1: that pit secondary doesn't have the goods to stop him. This year, Kenny Pickett threw more touchdowns than he had in the previous three years combined. I just want to say that. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I, I
2: I'm gonna pull up the I hope the, so total right so. now. I think it's gonna be, and I think in the, on the flip side, Iowa and Michigan is not gonna be. Oh, the total 70,
1: half So over. Uh, and finally, eleven p.m. After all the, the important games, uh, you got the real happened. important games. Yeah, eleven p.m. FS one, USC, at Cal. Absolutely nothing on the line. Neither can be bowl eligible. <laughs> Which they're works. fighting to. They're fighting to be five and seven. <laughs> Trojans. I'm taking the Trojans. They got the Lincoln Riley bump. The That's, boys are going to play Jackson the Dart. Same thing. Yeah, my friend of the show, uh, Matt McCoon said jackson darts says best at late at night and this is as late at night as it gets oh yeah i totally totally agree. under the lights at berkeley
2: on championship saturday this is the game of the week uh i totally agree the lincoln
1: bump it's it's gonna be true uh go trojans good work aj long app had to had to cover a lot american thanksgiving games caused more talk i guess and all the conference championships best of luck you too um, with Western Kentucky? Thank you.
2: Yeah, with your Hilltoppers, baby. Good luck or, to the Hilltoppers. The,
1: in the Buckeyes basketball season, as they probably are about to get destroyed by Duke. It's 2 nothing, Duke. Go Blue Devils.